Lead Time is a weekly dose of leadership insights and interviews from Tim Allman and Jake Bessling. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. This is Lead Time. Welcome to episode 25 of Lead Time. Snap, 25. Whoa, Tim, we are one-fourth of the way to our first 100 episodes. How does that feel? I feel fulfilled. And yes. joy filled, and like life is my oyster, and lead time is my banquet party. It is so good to be at the banquet today. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, listeners. Yeah, what a joy to have you. Our world is loud. Our world's noisy. It's hard to escape the sounds that are all around us. The horns, the stuff in your ear, me talking. It's hard to get away from the noise. It's everywhere. And there's not a fast food stop or a bar or even a restaurant anymore that's not playing music in the background. I mean, honestly, Jake, it's just Jake and I today, by the way. Honestly, if you were at a restaurant and there wasn't some sort of ambient background noise, you'd be It'd like, feel weird. This is so weird. I got to talk to the person across to the table. And we've talked about this before, the noise that many of your young children are growing up in in this world. They live with earbuds permanently. Last night, we had a Lenten service, and I looked around at a number of our youth, and half of them do. No. Yeah. No. The, they were rocking the earbuds. Inside of Inside. the church. And, it's like, and I come up to, anyway. Are you listening to the sermon or what? No. <laughs> I even talked to teachers at junior high and high school that they say their kids are putting their heads down to covertly listen to music in class. Oh, those teachers know that. they're not fooling those teachers. No. no, they're not. Now, some of you might be thinking, I don't have a problem with having silence in my life, but you might have a problem with silence if you, A, can't be quiet during movies. Oh, man, that's me. To remember that, what? <laughs> silence is golden. Yes, it is. Maybe it's B, if you can't bring yourself to put off your phone notifications to see that that digital noise is not needed in your world, or maybe... Look, I got a like. You got to have the radio on all the time in the car. Think of the last time you rode in your car Pearl in jam. silence and maybe had some... <laughs> Nirvana. <laughs> some space. I love... Eh, Smash mouth. Smash, Smash mouth. mouth. There we go. Somebody. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Or if you can only do life with your earbuds in. We got a problem. So today we want you to see that there is noise all around and you don't have to just give in to this cultural phenomena of noise. You can embrace the silence. So let's start off with a little exercise. No matter where you're at, we're just going to go silent on the airways for about 30 seconds and and pause and just embrace this silence. Ready for this? <sighs> Set. I'm ready. Silence. Wake up, Tim. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Listener, how was that? I pray it was good for you. Maybe you haven't had that in a long time. Maybe you woke up this morning and just in a frantic hustle and bustle to get things going. Do you crave that silence? Would you long for more silence? Our goal today is to equip you to find more silent time. But it's hard. Silence 
is hard to find. Bernie Krause, who recorded nature sounds for television shows. I love Bernie. Of undeserved silence. In 1968, said it would take 15 hours of just looping a recording time to try to get one full hour of straight, undisturbed silence in nature with no cars, no chirping, no airplanes. It would take 15 hours. That seems like a long time, but get this. Today... It takes about 2,000 hours to finally get that same one hour of undeserved silence. Because even if you go into nature, oh. there's a lot of a lot of noise and airplanes over ahead, jets, um, cell phones, uh, just different people kind of crowd. I mean, it's hard to get silence in solitude. Bottom line, our world is noisy. Silence is good for the soul, though. Let me say that again. Our world is noisy. Silence is good for the soul. Over the next two weeks, we are inviting you each – to see the need to daily push the pause button on the busyness of life to carve out times for silence and sleep. This is going to be fun to chat about silence and sleep. So today is silence, and we want to offer you four ways to hit the pause button in your daily life to embrace the silence. And yes, it is good for your soul. Tip number one, begin your day with silence. Wake up early enough uh, to own your morning. Uh, you own your morning, you own the day, right? One of the most quiet times in our houses is the morning. We got young kids, nobody's awake, everyone's sleeping. It's quiet, and it's a beautiful thing how Jesus meets you there in that, in that quiet. Noise is a soul killer. Carving out times of silence is the solution to a healthy soul. A guy by the name of Anthony DeMello. Do you know anything about this guy? Well, he has a great quote, which Jake found somewhere. There are few things that help so much uh, for conversing with Christ as silence. Few other things. He sounds like he's from Italy, by the way. The silence I speak of is obviously the inner silence of the heart without which the voice of Christ will simply not be heard. This is so true, Anthony DeMello. This inner silence is very hard to achieve for us, DeMello says. Try this. Close your eyes. Now, Doing it right now. Don't do this if you're driving. Uh, you can listen to lead time later on when we do this. You close your eyes and observe what's going on within you. The chances are that you will be submerged in a sea of thoughts that you are powerless to stop. There's talking, talking, talking so much. There's noise, noise, noise. My own inner voice competing with the remembered voices and images of others all clamoring for my attention. It's crazy. What chance does the subtle voice of God stand in all of this din, this noise, this hustle and bustle? Your tolerance of silence is a fairly good indicator of your spiritual and even emotional and intellectual depth and health. So Tim, what do you do with that? I mean, how do you train your brain to have space? So it's silent all around you. It's the morning time, but a lot of the to-dos are already clamoring in your head. Um, you can't, how long can you really sit there in silence before your, your brain is just like bombarded with things to do and images and the past, the present, the future, the strategy yeah. ahead. Yeah. So one of, especially in the season of Lent, one of the unique strategies is, remember the Jesus prayer? Yes. Lord Jesus Christ, Lamb of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm. And you say that over and over again. Two or three times? No, not two or three times, like 50 times mm. as necessary. And you're just saying it in your head. And a lot of times then that identity statement, I'm a sinner, I've been made a saint because of the blood of Jesus, it sets you at 
at peace and and rest and then you're you're good with the silence you know yeah that's good so that phrase just goes over and over i mean silence is all over in scripture by the way dig into the psalm psalm 62 verse 1 my soul waits in silence for god only from him is my salvation so you can do that same thing he just talked about with the jesus prayer with that same scripture or any other scripture to really fashion all of your all of your thoughts and images and past present future mm-hmm. your today just before you get to that as you go into the word of god read the bible and whatever really stands out for you that day that God is speaking you in the silence, he's speaking, whatever that phrase would be, you'd repeat that then like you did the Jesus prayer. You'd repeat that 50 times that day, and then it moves maybe to even 500 the next day. So you might repeat, my so wake, soul waits in silence for God alone. Wake up earlier. I mean, people say, right, I don't have time for this. You don't have time not to do this as exactly. you set your morning rhythm. You know what I'm saying? So it's 20 minutes. You know, instead of instead of getting up at six thirty and you got this like frantic pace as you're getting the kids going, wake up at six. Or if it's not minutes, enough time, just 15, twenty minutes. Yeah. Spend time in silence. You will be blessed. Point number one, begin your day with silence. Point number two, uh, for the four ways you can hit the pause button in the daily life and embrace silence. We had begin your day with silence. Number two is silence your phone. What? No. I can't do that. What? Begin the day not checking your phone. How many of you out there have your phone right by your bed, and the first thing you check is how many texts you got uh, over the night because you're that important, Mm. how many uh, tweets you got, how many likes on Facebook, uh, all that stuff. Instagram, how many people checked out your hair. In fact, (laughs) begin the day not checking your phone. In fact, many of us keep our phones right by by our bed. I'm not leaving my phone though there anymore. Mm. Um, Pastor Tim had talked about this, and are you doing that? Well, it's 50-50. 50-50, yeah. It's kind of tough. Last night I had to have it because I needed my timer, but I'm thinking of buying that old-fashioned alarm clock. hey You know? Yeah. But I wake my wife up, too. It'd be too loud. It's so loud, yeah. It's kind of tough. But if you get the right sleep you need, your uh, internal clock actually just kind of wakes you up over and over again. So I've been leaving my cell phone, yeah, probably about well, like 50, 50, 75% of the time down in, uh, we have two stories and the first story in the living room, um, or actually in the kitchen and I don't have to see it for then 12 or I don't know, eight hours or so. And it's not a nuisance. And then I don't check it right away. I can come down stairs, go to my rocking chair, read the Bible. Then when I go after some pushups to get my coffee, then I might check. check you know, what's phone. the worst feeling? Is what is waking, the worst feeling, Well, this is, Paul? this is all relative, yeah. Is waking up at like three or four, and then you look over, and you're like, where's my phone? And then you realize you've been sleeping on your phone. Ooh. Like, you fell asleep looking at your phone. This mm. happened to me like, I don't know, two weeks ago, and I just felt like... Where is it? Where is it? Oh. Dirty. It's like, come on, man. I'm sleeping you just with compromised. my phone. I'm sleeping with my phone. It's adulterous right there. It's adulterous. Exactly. Yeah, it's an idol. It's an idol. Digital noise. Have you thought about your phone being digital noise, social media, digital noise? So you can be right there with your phone and it's noise. James Short wrote in 2015 in USC's Marshall School of Business article, Americans are consuming on average of 15 and a half hours of traditional and digital media each day. There's only 24 hours <laughs> in a day in 15 what? and a half hours of traditional and digital media. And this is in 2015. It's gotten worse probably, yeah. That's 74 gigabytes a day uploading to our minds. The report goes on to say, while in the past media consumption was overwhelmingly passive, I mean, we just sat and we watched TV or listened to radio. 
new media consumption is increasingly interactive with time delayed, multitasking and interrupted viewership fast becoming the typical consumption behavior. Now, it's silent, but my brain isn't shutting off. Sometimes, even though uh, we silence all those things, our brain isn't shutting off. And so we need more and more habits like this times throughout your day. To, to solve that problem and get that new habit. So what we have is not an information problem. It's Tons a life transformation problem. We're just inundated, overload, and the brain Bombarded. is hardwired to need silence, man, to actually process strategic opportunities, and we're just not getting that space right now. Information overload. I mean, we have mental whiplash with data and images pouring into our brain. I mean, imagine this. You go to the gym... And you see, see a guy or a gal over there and they're they're working on their biceps and they only do like three seconds at one machine and then they go to the other machine and they do like four seconds and then they do high reps and then they do low reps and it's every three seconds they're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth and that you watch them, they do this for an hour. Now your head is spinning, you're confused and you're not – Focus. That's how many of us are treating our brains. Wow. We wake up, check email, turn on the TV, listen to the radio, get the coffee going, sit down at the computer, answer the phone, respond to a text, open Facebook, check on a blog, send a text, engage in conversation, kiss our wife, write a report, counsel someone, plan for a meeting. Oh, that's all before all before 8 a.m. Mm, crazy, man. I mean, that picture in my mind, this guy doing this one boom, 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 and boom. pump the tricep and put it down. And then go I'm going to go next. do the one bench. Ooh, feel the burn. Go to the And that's next. exactly what we're doing. Go to the next. It's a powerful metaphor, brother. So every action that we do puts a demand on our brain. Our brains are worn out as though they're this gym guy or gal that's absolutely crazy. So turn off the notifications on your phone. This is digital noise. So many distractions. Um, you have a Garmin watch. And Ding. yeah, what have you done with that recently, buddy? Garmin is just like, you know, your iWatch or whatnot, Apple's watch. Mm -hmm. And all these notifications were going to my watch. And so I'd be in a counseling session, leading a counseling session for a couple or something. And <laughs> it's not even my phone only. It's my watch as well. So all these notifications go into the watch. And I had to say, you know what? I need to turn these notifications off. They're not important. They're really distracting. The well-known Italian artist. I do know it's this all about guy, Italian. Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso. That's a cool name. He said this. Without great solitude, no serious work is possible. Without great solitude, no serious work is possible. Scientists have discovered that every time an email arrives or we get a retweet or a Facebook like, our brains get that chemical hit. We talk about it, a dopamine hit. It's a dope hit, yo. But it's killing us. We are dopaholics for more and more notifications, but it wrecks our silence, our focus, and really our long-term output. What, what are you putting into the world, leader? You, ha you only have so much time and energy and are you putting out your best day by day and are these notifications all the distractions are they accelerating you towards some big lifelong legacy goals if i look at it man it's not it's not helping and and so here you really at this point have one or two choices you set some new habits and you ask for help mm -hmm. who are the people in your world that could help you do the things that are distracting you exactly. so that you can give more time to where you're most gifted. And don't text them. Just meet them in person and meet talk to them. Meet them in person. So Old let's, school style. Let's give our uh, listeners some, some tips here on this as we silence our phones. Limit your social media email text checking. Try this mm. to three – I'm just giving you a range, three to eight times a day. 
Why, why three to eight? Well, um, some research shows the average checking for if you're a knowledge worker, meaning you're writing a lot, you're writing articles, you're looking for information, uh, you're sitting behind a desk, you got your phone out. I mean, you go to customer service places, people are always, you ever go to a cashier, they're checking their phone and as soon as you walk up, they either don't stop for a while or they, they try to hide it. You wow. know, we're just on it all the time. The average checking for knowledge workers is for like pastors mm-hmm. and stuff is six times per hour. Mm. They're checking those things. They're not focused. So delay the response to the afternoon. Your people can wait. Get your hard um, intellectual work done or writing done in the morning. And then in the afternoon, when you hit the lull of the day, try doing um, catch up on all those notifications. Tim? Yeah, a uh, mass instant. A tech professor, this gal's name is Sherry Turkle, says that the studies of a conversation both in the laboratory and natural settings show that when two people are talking, the mere presence of a phone on a table between them or in the periphery in their vision, like you just set this stinking phone down, get that up out of my periphery of vision, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> changed both what they talk about. When these things, when these technology devices were present, it changes both what they talk about and the degree of connection that they feel. Even a silent phone is a distraction to us. So try a digital fast once a week. You did this recently, right, Tim? On on maybe it's Sunday. I put it down, and I am going to commit to this as God is my witness. Jesus and the listener. Take the wheel of my life and, and help this happen. I did a three-day tech fast over spring break recently. No! And it was amazing. Yes. Honestly, how, how was the first, uh, first day? Uh, I mean... You know, you're, you feel slightly disconnected, and I, I let my brain go there for a second, like an hour, like in the morning, if I was going to actually be kind of engaging in the world, and I let myself say, "Oh, this is this is hard," but then after that. It was, it was just golden. It. It, was, it. it was beautiful because I recognize it. It's not going to be forever, but my brain needs – oh, and this is a beautiful thing. Out of that is – I wasn't doing work. I mean I'm playing with the kids and all that, but when I got back to work – I wrote out – there was about four different project documents that I needed to nail, strategic planning documents. And putting those things together came so much more quickly. After the fast. After the fast. That's beautiful. I, I always look at this image if you have kids. Maybe we've said this before. But if we're on our phones all the time, we're not showing them a healthy rhythm for uh, turning off the notifications and pushing the pause button, having silence, they're not going to know how to do that eventually either. And it will turn from – what you're doing to them, they're going to do to you. And so you're on your phone all the time and they're asking, hey, can we can we hang out? Can we play? And before you know it, if you don't put it down, silence it and play with them, they're going to be on their phones, their notifications, their computers, their tablets, especially in those teenage adult into adult years. And you're going to be craving time with them. And they're going to say, well, this is what you did to me when I was a child. So silence Silence your, your cell phones and your, your devices. Take a digital fast. Another thing to try then as we head into number three is try silence between appointments. Mm-hmm. Tim, what do we mean by that? Uh, there is a thing called white space or centering your mind and heart after it's just – nothing space is really what white space means. It's just setting your heart right after especially maybe a, a heavy conversation – this is the time for prayer and silence. And in the pastoral world, and if you're in any sort of people you know, development world, you're going to have a wide range of experiences every single day, from the highest of highs to the lowest of the lows. And to set yourself in the moment, you have to have this silent space between those. So I like to take a good five minutes. I don't care if I'm three to five minutes late to the next appointment with someone that has come here. To hey, sorry receive. I'm late. I had some exactly. white space. 
but I had to just be right and be present for that person. So try to find silence between between your appointments. Yeah, you could also try when you have that silence, focus on your breathing, mm. being present with your breath. And there's a lot of research that says, um, you know, take deep breaths in and deep breaths out. Let's try that. <sighs> Through your nose. And it just really helps oxygen to your brain and um, releases chemicals to help you focus. And so give yourself that permission to either calendar kind of the white space, five-minute intervals between meetings. Don't just cram one – and this is me, just cramming one hour after one hour after one hour. And then I'm late and then I don't have time for white space and I don't have time to transition well. So – do less, but then actually you'll do more. more. You'll be more present. Mm-hmm. You'll be more healthy. So number three today, as we have the pushing the pause button, your daily life and embracing silence, we started with begin your day with silence and then silence your phone, especially notifications. Number three was try silence between appointments. Number four, what is it, Tim? End the day with silence and teach us to your children. Are you praying with your kids or your grandkids before they go to bed? That's that's a beautiful, precious time. And we haven't done this. Our, our rhythm for prayer before bed is great. But I'm just going to invite them into yeah. – this is my, one of my big takeaways. Invite them into an extended period of silence. I'm with you. The day. I wrote some notes here, and I don't actually do this with our kids either. I mean, I want them to be quiet, and I walk out of the room. But to sit and be in each other's presence without actually talking, just kind of hanging out at the end of the day – Um, Just kind of being together. And I'm not talking too long of a time, but just sitting there, being together and just kind of, yeah, reflecting on the day. And maybe there's a little bit of a chatter, but then we just go to bed and sleep in peace. And this can almost be this can go without being said, but we should say it is who is the master at finding silence and rest? I mean, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, he did at the beginning of the day. Oftentimes his disciples like, where's this guy going? Where, Where was he? He's in silence with the Father. He's communing with the Father. Listening to the Father's voice. If the sinless Son of God needed silence and solitude, how much more so do we? So once again, listener, it's just like a remote control. We're in control. If you can find the control, (laughs) sometimes you lose it. Grab that remote control of your life again. Push that pause button. Begin your day then pausing in silence. Silence your phone throughout the day, throughout the quarter, and your different rhythms of life. Maybe even take a one-week silence from your phone once a year yeah. and try what that would happen. Just tell your secretary or wife or, or your husband, whoever that might be in your life, um, that you're going to do that. And uh, let other people can control the things that need to be controlled. Number three, try to push the pause button and try silence between appointments. That'll change your day and your presence. And the last one is in the day with silence. What a joy to have you on lead time today. Pray it was a blessing to you. Uh, pray you can seek some silence today out of this. Maybe you're getting done listening to this. You're just, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to take a minute as I head into the busyness, the hustle bustle of this day. I'm just going to take a minute and be in silent presence with my loving God. Sharing is caring. Uh, let us know what you like, what you don't like. Be gentle, and silence sensitive, is and golden. silence is golden. I go with the peace of Jesus. Peace. You have been listening to Lead Time with Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org backslash lead time. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday for another episode.